0: Hello, all beer Inside listeners. Here's our occasional second weekly episode of one of our older YouTube interviews here in audio-only format. This is the audio from episode 57 of the YouTube show, which originally released on December 25th, 2020. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the Brand New Trending Topics Network.com, or most other listening avenues available for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside, back to the bubble editions of the episode. Joining us today is Chris. Uh, he is the owner of High Supply, Gra- uh, high Gravity Supply Company. That's oh, right, yeah. <laughs> sorry, my dog's walking around the
1: background right here. All good.
0: No, no. <laughs> we, we had uh, one of our previous interviews, somebody's child jumped into the shot with us, so, you <laughs> know, uh, we're, a P- we're a PG show, so that's, that's the way we like to keep it, and we're, we're pet friendly, we love animals too, so. Awesome. Uh, so what's the story? What made you create high, uh, high gravity supply? Uh, yeah, I mean, like it,
1: um, I, I have a little blurb on sit down, dude. <laughs> you know, dogs just want to be in your laps all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a little blurb on my website. Um, counting back, I guess, kind of 2017, 28, 2017 is where sort of the infancy of it sort of started. Um, I've always been a, a pretty entrepreneurial minded guy I love beer and finding a way to kind of put those two things together and create some sort of business around it is kind of been a lifelong like a lifelong dream of mine um, I'm sure like many other people that are really big beer nerds and home brewers I always aspired always aspired to open up my own brewery I would still love to do that at some point in time um, and this whole thing just sort of started as a way of me sort of Making money to you know make build some build some funds. If I can run this e-commerce business doing uh, selling beer apparel, I figure I could probably raise some money to start uh, for some startup capital for for a brewery at some point. Um, initially, I would started with just uh, a single T-shirt. I, I just thought it was kind of fun when I went to beer festivals. I'd make these sort of one-off T-shirts. I made a, a T-shirt that has the Province of Ontario it says Ontario craft beer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a bunch of really kind of ridiculous shirts part of that and I'd wear you know I'd make a one off I'd go to this place in Toronto called Toronto Tees and they'd print off a one off shirt for like 35 bucks and i I wore this i I did about three four designs and ended up with this ontario craft beer t-shirt and i wore that to a couple different beer festivals kind of in the gta area uh rib festivals and you know we had beer and ribs together which is the greatest thing on the entire planet for sure i'm sure most anybody will agree with that and i just i had this t-shirt and everyone kept asking me about it they're like hey where can i get that shirt where'd you get it from and i just you know i was telling people it's you know it's the one-off i just kind of goof around and make silly shirts and and everyone said you know Where can I get one of those? So I started thinking about it. I had been doing beer blogging for a number of years prior to that on my primary uh, Instagram account, A Tail on Every Pint. So I just sort of came up with this little Shopify shop called Pint Size Shop. And I sold two t-shirts initially. Uh, One was the Ontario Craft Beer t-shirt. And I had another one that said Beer and Tacos. And then soon after, (laughs) that one didn't sell that many, obviously. Um, I still believe in it though. (laughs) And then I, uh, the second shirt I kind of designed on my phone was a a shirt that said Citra on it. And I started working with these designs and stuff and, uh, people dug what I was doing. It was kind of cool. It was a whole uncharted territory for me. Um, being a creative person, someone who's very artistic, I enjoy music. I enjoy creating stuff and artwork and stuff like that. Um, it gave me kind of a a new little creative outlet to kind of bring, creativity and beer and my homebrewing love and all that kind of stuff together into a little business so and then that's sort
0: of where it started awesome uh i usually do this top show i forgot uh we're sharing our virtual beer today together uh let uh, the viewers know what you're drinking
1: oh yeah uh so i'm gonna represent my local boys here the good guys from third moon
0: Great guys uh, from Third Moon.
1: <laughs> fantastic. Um, I cannot say enough good things about these guys. If you want to talk more about Third Moon after, I am more than happy to.
0: Um,
1: this is one of their latest releases that actually just came out this week. Um, super, super excited to give this one a try. Uh, it's another di- double IPA. Anything with hops or big pastry stouts in it, they're the only people you should be buying stuff from. So,
0: Oh, well, since we are talking Ontario craft, I have from the People's Pints. Yeah. Goldie Boat. So, uh, previous interview with them when I thankfully made it out to Toronto, uh, great crew there, uh, love the brewery cat. So if you're in Toronto, check them out and let's do a virtual toast. Oh, wait, hang on. I got to pour mine up here. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: ironically, Doug, who owns people's, who's one of the main guys in people's pie, he was one of my teachers. I did, um, I did a Prudhomme course. Okay. And Doug was one of the, oh, let me get this up on the camera. Yeah. And Doug was one of the guys that, uh, taught the Prudhomme course. So I kind of knew him a little bit beforehand. Very cool. So I got a shout out to uh, yeah, Craft Beer Days.
0: Another previous interview. Sorry, it I, keeps I, going. I plug every, I plug everybody. You know, come on, they're all
1: everybody's good dudes in this industry. I, so.
0: I mean, I think at this point of looking through your website, I've actually interviewed everybody up to you. Finally, now. So. So that's a challenge. I got to find more people. To... <laughs> well, I still need to interview the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, but I don't have the uh, multi-person Zoom going yet. So. Well, I we'll hear go you. I hear there. you. So uh, as we say on this show, it's a toast. Toast. let Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Ah. yeah, that's a good afternoon English ale.
1: I'm a big fan of English ales. Anything like British-based, like if it's Scottish ales, English ales, even like stuff in Ireland, like Irish mm-hmm. ales and stuff like that. I really like those kind of beers.
0: Yeah, I'm. I've uh, been getting into the ESBs recently.
1: So yes. The, uh, have you ever
0: been to the UK before? I've never left North America, unfortunately.
1: So. If you if you go to the UK, you have to try any anything that they have there. Um, that's like specifically old school brewing on cask is. That's yeah. where it's at. Especially if you like ESBs, they don't take taste the same.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I, it's totally. Well, I mean, just the water profile alone out there yeah. is completely different than ours. So. It is something to look forward to, and we'll talk about occasions later on. Uh, but when it came down to uh, the business, uh, like there's a story, There were some minor difficulties. What were some roadblocks and difficulties you ran into creating your brand? Um, I think, I mean, early on, I, I
1: didn't, I wasn't really, I didn't, I don't think I really, really envisioned anything big out of it. I just kind of want, you know, the people that asked me for, you know, where can I buy that shirt? I just kind of wanted to give them a platform to, hey, you know, buy a shirt. I didn't really care about making money. I just want people to have a good time and have a shirt that, Sparked conversation and stuff like that, right? Um, I think pretty early into it, though, um, probably the biggest thing that happened and I actually documented it on the on the story as well mm-hmm. There's another another, and I'll use air quotes on this beer <laughs> brand um, that actually completely ripped off uh, the one design that I had done, the one the design that I had made my, you know, my own piece of art. They actually ripped it off completely, and they were selling selling it on their on their website. And that was uh, that was probably the the biggest hurdle earlier on. Uh, There was a pretty long internet flame war that happened after that. Um, I don't think I've ever had to put on the troll hat before, but this was an (laughs) appropriate occasion where I had to. And um, I called them out on it as well as uh, a number of other business practices that they had where um, without diving too deep into it, they're basically Mm a quote unquote beer brand where they don't create anything of their own. They just sort of have this mentality of using other people's stuff and, Whatever it is, but at the end of the day, um, I ended up getting 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 a uh, a line of dialogue with one of the guys from the from the place, and they eventually uh, seceded to me and said, "Well, you know what? You've been using this longer," and I'm like, "Damn right!" because that's my original design. You guys have been selling it, so uh, eventually they dropped it, and that was kind of um, a bit of an epiphany for me. And I was thinking, like, you know. These guys that are kind of a bigger shop are trying to squash me. And <clears throat> it, uh, it it was difficult, right? So I started thinking, you know what, if I'm going to do this, and I really like the business side of it too. Um, and I like the design side of things and I liked interacting with people and talking to people about these shirts and stuff. So I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it properly and do it right. Um, so I decided to rebrand and kind of take a name that's sort of, that's a deep beer nerd cut.
0: Yeah. yeah. So high
1: gravity. <laughs> like if guys that are home brewers, they understand what that term is right away um and instead of being pint size shop which i thought sounded like a small little a little thing so i didn't want to come across like some small brand that that uh was easily getting crushed by some other
0: brand yeah.
1: uh, so I, I went with something big and um and high gravity supply company kind of came out of
0: that very cool I, you know like you said it's it's for it's for the beer nerds and obviously your site is focusing on the more craft beer side of things, than, you know, obviously your macros, which our show, you know, we say drink craft, not crap. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's what it is. And interviewing people like yourself, uh, we've even, so in Quebec where I live, we have the convenience of actual beer stores. Uh, so I have a previous interview with the beer store and I've asked him about, you know, what were some, some difficulties like getting past the grocery stores because the grocery stores can sell craft beer here now too. So
1: Really? Okay, yep. that's that's almost like a flip side of the way it is here in Ontario, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah we uh, like it's not the LCBO, it's the SAQ. Well, you've been to Montreal, the, you, yeah, yeah. You the craft and, so and
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the convenience you guys have over us is your breweries are allowed to deliver, ours are not. So that's something. Oh, I something... actually didn't know that. I didn't know no, that. No, that's uh, that's something that desperately needs to change, and a lot of us are are looking into the the from the craft beer nerds to. You know, the people in the industry were looking to maybe all get together and being vocal and loud with our government and saying, let this happen. We're under a pandemic. You obviously need to make, we need to keep the economy alive. You need to make money. We want to spend money. Let us do this. So, especially in that,
1: like, kind of support local business mentality, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that one of the one of the good things that that is gonna that I mean I can I can only speak for Ontario obviously but I think one of the really good things that's gonna come out of this pandemic is the ability for places to open up those independent bottle shops which I think we've really been lacking here the for since, you know, the, the whole beer industry has just been basically a monopoly of the LCBO mm-hmm. or the beer store here in Ontario. And I have these, uh, a lot of craft breweries that can sell direct and they can deliver in Ontario, which is great. But why can't guys like you and I, why can't we open up our own bottle shop? You know, and I'm glad to see that stuff is sort of uh, shifting a bit. So I'm hoping that post pandemic, that that stuff sticks around. So
0: well, I've seen as uh, craft batch Small batch, dispatch. small batch, yeah. small batch. And yeah. then there's bodega I saw online. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully future girl. interviews. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, do you remember how you discovered, discovered craft beer? Yeah. Um, I'll really date myself. <laughs>
1: um, I, w- when I was, uh, I would have been 19 at the time I got a job at, uh, so I, I came out of, uh, a little rewind on me. I came, I came out of about a, a 12 year stint in the food and service industry, uh, working in bars and nightclubs and pubs and whatever you name it, whatever that, that kind of fits within that bubble. I sort of worked within, uh, my starting point was at this, uh, at a pizza place in the town I grew up in, in Aurora called uh, pure pizza company. And they hired me as a server and I wasn't a great server. So they said, you're good with people. Why don't you go work at the bar? And I said, sure, why not? I've never worked at a bar before. And um, I got introduced to this rep who worked for this this brewery called Sleeman's. And this guy pulled me aside and he said, Look, here's what we do. Here's our history. Here's our story. We used to do all the, we used to brew beer for all these guys that were like rum runners and guys that were like, you know, had uh, speakeasies and stuff like this. And this really cool history. I can't remember all of it off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. they had this really cool history Teach me, taught me about. It. And they said, Look, these are the three, the, the four beer, three or four beers you're going to carry on tap. You got our lager, you got our honey brown, you got this. I can't remember exactly what they were. And the guy, he, we just sat down and he poured a glass of each one. He said, taste this. What do you think? And I said, Oh, it's, it's, it's beer. You know, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Right. And he, he really sat down and kind of gave me a little education on it. And that sort of sparked my interest in things. And from that, I went on to go into bartending school and I learned about cocktails and mixology and blah, blah, blah. And I've really been into the whole beer scene for, for quite a while, like uh, as a fanboy. And um, I, I think I really started putting the, my, the pedal to the metal probably in maybe 2010, 2011, when I started homebrewing.
0: And then that was just a whole, a whole different world, you know? So more flavors are coming out Ontario and Quebec and Alberta. I know the craft beer scene has just exploded the last couple of years. So it's, uh, it's getting difficult to visit all these places because I want to spread the yeah. love, but. There's only so much money I make during the day It's to spread the love. That's very true. And I, I think it's uh, we're, we're now at that tipping point where it's like,
1: oh, a new brewery opens. Let's go and support them and do everything. But there's so much diversity, like coast to coast in Canada. And I was I was in Vancouver a year ago, and I had a really hard time going to six breweries. It, it was mm-hmm. a big, like I had to really narrow it down to six that I really wanted to go That You know, you, you, you work in proximity, quality beer, the, the hype factor, all that kind yeah. of fun stuff. And I think we're sort of at that tipping point now where the breweries that aren't, as uh, they're not paying as much attention to the detail, they're not paying as much attention to the end customer and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think they're going to start losing. And I think they're going to start seeing some, some of these, these places go belly up. So
0: that's yeah, just my that's, opinion. No, for sure. Especially with the pandemic, it's the strongest will survive. Uh, Absolutely. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Uh, so we're mentioning kind of collabs now. You've collabed with uh, former interview, Craft Beer Bailey, Mary Bailey, uh, T. Drinks. You had the Black Lives Matters uh, t-shirt come out uh and you're working on an indigenous where where do all these collabs come from who said like did they contact you you contacted them and say like hey let's get together let's make a t-shirt and let's uh let's do some stuff for charity
1: yeah i mean um i think that's one of the gifts of 2020 is that because i've had you know i've been at home so much and there's been so much stuff going on in the social the social side of, of the world and our society um i think it's been it's been great to do so many things that are more for raising awareness and funds for social injustice than it is for other things like that. And I kind of, I kind of wanted to run this, this t-shirt, this t-shirt apparel label as a brewery and breweries do collaborations. So I want to do collaborations too. So um, with, I'm backing up. I mean, the first collaboration we really did, that was a big one was was with uh, was with Mary Bailey. She's an amazing artist, outstanding. Um, We had a, a amazing simpatico right from the start Um, she'd send me artwork. I'd work on artwork, send it back to her. She'd give me her criticism, send it back to me. So we, we've had a great relationship with that. I've literally only talked to her on the phone, I think once, maybe twice at this point in time. Um, it's just, just a great sign of a, of a, of a good, of a good working collaboration, collaborative, uh, creative relationship. I cannot say enough thing, enough great things about her. Um, I actually initially approached her about that. And I said, um, because she does a lot of doodles and stuff like that. She's always posting online. I said, you know, have you ever thought about doing it and doing a shirt or something like that? Or like, and, and I just said, you know, send me one of your drawings. Let's see what, what we come up with. And it just sort of naturally evolved into, into what it is now. So um, that's been really, really cool. And then the fact that I was able to do that black lives matter uh, collaboration. And I know, I know Ed, Ed and I, uh, T dot drinks. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of in the local, local beer, beer scene here. We know each other. We, you know, we've hung out a bunch of times. We have the, the Trini blood roots. So. <laughs> He's from Trinidad. My dad's from <laughs> yeah, Trinidad, so we yeah. immediately bonded over that and everything, which was great. And um, I mean, at the time that the Black Lives Matter uh, movement really kicked off and got started, um, I think it was a perfect opportunity for for people that were in the crappier community to to make a statement about stuff. You know, I mean, we're um, I don't I don't, know, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, like it, it's a good it was a good time to make a statement, and I think we had the right people at the right time with the right message to send. I guess that's a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I brought Ed in on this. He's been very vocal about, about what's been happening with Black Lives Matters and equality and things like that. Um, and you know, he had the voice, Mary had the artwork and I think mm-hmm. together it was, just, it was just amazing. So um, the final numbers of that, we, we actually just sold the final Black Lives Matter t-shirt about a week or two ago. Um, the project dragged on a little bit longer than I mm-hmm. wanted it to. So we've got all the final numbers and everything. So there's a good chunk of change. We're going to be donating uh, to two different causes um, from the, from the the
0: proceeds for that shirt. So that's, that's fantastic. And I love hearing that kind of stuff, you know, uh, whenever I'm usually working at a company um, a previous job, I would do Movember every year and just do half and halves. And so like, even for something, you know, as big as Movember is every, every dollar counts to every towards every charity. So, uh, especially absolutely, if you're doing yeah. the research about the charity and you're not donating to something where the CEO is going to be driving a Bentley every week, if you're actually donating to places where their overhead is only like 20% and less. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I used to think of those, those charities where it's like, you know what, at Christmas time, I'm going to put 50 bucks or a hundred bucks into that little clear ball with, with grandpa sand there ringing the yeah. bell. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to make a difference. But like yeah. of that 50, a hundred dollars, maybe $2 actually goes into a charity and, uh, but yeah, I think that's yeah. uh,
0: it, it's. It, I think everything just sort of came together at the right time with that, but. No, and, and it's great. And having spoken with Ed and, and Mary Bailey in the past, they, they're both fantastic human beings that I truly lo- Well, I actually got to meet Mary Bailey in person, however brief it was. It was very brief because we went to Flying Monkeys for the interview. Yeah. Uh, and then they were gracious enough to offer us lunch before our long trip back to Montreal. Yeah. Uh, and then she came over and she's talked to us real quick. We have, you know, we all masked up because we want people to wear masks right now, obviously, to try and get this in control. Uh, masked up spoke a bit had a beer uh, she was working so she obviously wasn't drinking with us and, and it's like oh my god I finally met one of the many many people I'm speaking with on uh, with this technology which is great because without this stuff who knows where where the shows would be who knows where these movements would go like we got to be thankful for the technology we have right now so mm-hmm. you know getting to work from home a majority of Canadians are working from home right now that can so it's it's perfect.
1: I think honestly, in the, in the current state of things, the fact that you and I can hang out like this, we may not have been able to do this quite so easily. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I try and I, when I go to Montreal, I, I usually DM all the Montreal people I know (laughs) and usually say, Hey, who wants to meet up for a beer? I want to go to this spot and that's fun, everything. So, um, I was fortunate enough that the last time that I was in Montreal, which was, I believe around this time last year, um, a friend of mine here from Toronto, um, uh robin who has the he's part one of the one of the two guys in the four elements podcast uh, okay. craft beer podcast mm-hmm. he happened to be in town working training people for his day job and then we met up with uh beer bit Montre- yeah, Montreal beer mm-hmm. Montreal mike yeah uh so the three of us met up which was it was so random and we had an awesome night hanging out together we went to all these breweries and stuff so um yeah yes. i miss the uh, i miss the in-person thing and being <sighs> able to taste beer and talk about flavors and stuff with people yeah. and just be a big be a big beer geek in person no. <laughs>
0: even then it's like on a monthly basis we'd get together you know i get together with the guys and we do a beer tasting and it's just like this is killing me like i want to pour, break out all my taster glasses and pour lights, yeah. but <laughs> i can't so yeah it's uh it's frustrating but uh, humanity was due for for a plague i guess because the last one was 100 years ago and i mean you're speaking of when you went to vancouver i mean you could only really end up taking like six breweries the same thing happened to me i was in new york for their last thanksgiving for last american thanksgiving to go see an nfl game i mm-hmm. went into queens and i'm like i don't have time to visit all these places it's just there's more breweries than time exists on the planet so, where did you get to by chance did you get to brooklyn brewery, brewery i uh, missed brooklyn i went to mckeller okay nice bridge and tunnel which was fantastic the owner actually sat down with me and my elderly father to talk beer with us uh, while he was decorating the place for Christmas, which was funny, because he's on a ladder and he's like, Yeah, I hope you enjoy this beer. It's really good. And I'm like, Yeah, man, thanks. Do I your you work. Don't fall off a ladder. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. How about you do your job and don't worry about these random Canadians who showed up at your brewery? Uh, where else? Evil Twin, Queen nice. Brew. I can't remember exactly everywhere. It's just like uh Finback. I went to Finback. And then there was this small German restaurant in like a shopping mall that I went to. So it was a fun day. Um, I, I was hoping to get back there this year to do interviews with breweries there. But, you know, time will tell. We'll be back. Yeah. The world will be back open in probably about a year, year and a half. So. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, so you're obviously a, a company, a e-commerce store. Do you have any kind of like, have you met any celebrities through it or, or any even beer celebrities? Like, let's say Morella Amado? She's Canada's master Cicerone. do you have any stories like that or anything funny you've had to deal with on through the site? Um, not I, I don't I think a lot of the people that I end up
1: connecting with, I think I haven't really had any like celebrity endorsements for that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a beer brand, unless you're a big beer nerd, you're not, probably not gonna understand stuff. Yeah. But um, I have I've I've tweeted at guys like I've tweeted at Chris Bosch, who not a lot of people know is a is a big home brewer. I'm from the NBA. Uh I've tweeted at Barack Obama, who's also a home brewer, <laughs> who is if you guys don't know about Barack Obama and the White House, he hired one of his chefs just to brew him his beers, like yeah. how the guy's the coolest president of all time. Yeah. Um, aside from that, um, I don't know if I have any really, really big uh, cele- like celebrity sort of endorsement or mm-hmm. contacts with that. Um, I think for distance wise, I think the, the, the like the impact of a business I, I, I find for the most part for what I do is mostly people in the Ontario sort of capture net. Um, we overflow a lot into Quebec and then a lot into Vermont, which is awesome. Cause I, I, Vermont has a great beer scene, even though I've never been there, but I have a lot of good, good beer mule friends that bring stuff home from, <laughs> <laughs> from Vermont for me. So I can't complain about that. Um, but I mean, I, we made some crazy connections with people like in, uh, we've sold some shirts like for the black lives matter movement. Uh, I sold some shirts to people in Australia, uh, sold some shirts to people in England, uh, South Africa, like some really wacky places that yeah. like like we and i mean i say we it's it's like 80 80 90 myself the rest of the work is done by my wife um we don't really we like i don't run ads and stuff like that we just mm-hmm. everything's sort of word of mouth and I, I was really really surprised to have guys from england reaching out to me like hey i want one of your shirts i'm like i don't even know how to ship one to you Let me <laughs> like i figured this out really quick and um yeah like and and i've, I've got to connect with some people from places that i I would probably never get to get to have those conversations with unless I had this kind of this business. Right. So, I mean, I, instead of having celebrities, I'll say, I've got to, I've got to have great connections with people from all different walks of life and all different places on the planet. So.
0: No, it, it is fantastic. And, and it is because of things like Instagram and on a lesser level Facebook, I don't find as many, like there's many beer geeks on Facebook as there are on, on Instagram, obviously, cause you could kind of more so, straight uh you know bubble down to people you want to see on instagram yeah where you don't have to you know you don't have to have, deal with your let's say racist uncle from <laughs> who's like 100 years old you don't have to deal with them on instagram because they don't kind of get the technology so
1: yeah yeah
0: uh it's created quite the thing you know i've got to meet beer brit uh the the beer broders you know i've met a bunch of montreal instagrammers uh it's it's fantastic uh hanging out with jordan he's the brewer at brutopia because he just saw us and he's oh, like, is he, hey, is,
1: he the, is he the new brewer? The new brewer yeah. that just took over there? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah he's so, cool,
0: man. Yeah. So uh, you know, meeting all these people through this, uh, and if it weren't like it is, if it's not for the technology, if it's not for me actually stepping up and getting out of my little bubble of people to try and meet new people, this show doesn't happen. So, and I don't meet yeah. people like yourself, and I look forward to, to picking up some merch when I have a chance. So. Yeah, awesome. I mean, like, I I think it, it, social media has become that new. Like I'm the kind of
1: guy I, I have no problem going to bars by myself. I sit at the bar, I talk to the bartender, I talk to the guy beside me, I talk to the guy over here, and I think social media has kind of become that that new version of the. It's a virtual bar, you know. Like Ooh. you and I can share a beer. We're not even in the same province, but yeah. we can talk about stuff we love and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. And that sort of becomes that that new that new in person social
0: circle of it. So, it's great. But uh, you're like myself. You want to get back to a bar and actually meet people. I can't wait. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, as soon as I, I get the go-ahead and it's like, okay, pandemic's winding down, go have a pint with a friend, and I'm getting my videographer fill, and we're hitting a few pubs downtown, or pubs, or brew pubs, or whatever, but we're getting beer, and that's it, like, so. It's, uh, I look forward to some sense of normalcy coming, so. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so whatever I, that new normal is, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I have, I I didn't want to, like, say this, but there's a drastic reality coming to those who don't want to take vaccines that companies will start saying, are you vaccinated? No, then you can't come in my building, Leave." So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've already heard about that in the airline industry. They're talking about that, that there's going to be a stamp in your passport now, but mm-hmm. since you've had your vaccination yeah. and you're allowed to get on a flight, right? So uh,
0: ticket masters already said, we need a proof of a negative yeah, yeah. COVID test or vaccination record. So this is yeah. uh, going to be a reality and uh, I'm more than willing to roll up my sleeve when I have the opportunity to. So. 100%. 100%. And you know, it's, it's but you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things where it's like if you get a
1: vaccination, it's not just for your own protection, it's for the people that are around you, mm-hmm. it's for your family, it's for your friends, the people mm-hmm. that you see at work every day, because you don't want to spread like, this is uh it's bananas because uh, you can't see what you, you can't really see who's sick all the time. You can't, yeah. you don't know, you know, I would hate to be the person that's at, the, at the at the responsibility of um, that has a responsibility of finding out that someone that I knew that I was close to that we hung out and we had, you know, we went to some bar and had chicken wings or something and you got yeah. sick because of me, right? So I don't know. It's uh it's it's a it's a t- it's, a, it's a tough situation that we're all in right now.
0: Now, and everybody I speak to, we're all responsible adults, you know, I'm in my early 40s, you're sound like you're in your late 30s. Early 40s. <laughs> early 40s. So yeah, you know, we're we're at least educated enough to realize like let's not be selfish, let's not get anybody else sick. Let's yeah. you know, keep it in the family if I have to, so. This is uh, fantastic by the way. Yeah, yeah I've uh, I've unfortunately only got to try 5 of their beers because that's what they gave us for Hey, thanks for interviewing us. It's impossible us. Here's free to beer, keep up so. with the releases. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, like, like yeah, my sorum's the same here. I can't, I can't keep up and they only sell them in four packs. And I'm like, just sell me a mixed pack, please. That's all I want. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you mentioned uh, homebrewing. Uh, how long have you been into that? What have you made? I've been homebrewing since 2000,
1: Christmas of 2011, I think it was. Um, I got into it. My, my brother, my brother knew I was big into beer. He was like, Hey, try this beer, try that beer. And he's like, you're an idiot. Cause you're just, <laughs> you're drinking too much stuff. I can't keep up with you. So he bought me this, uh, he bought me this, uh, a Mr. Beer kit and it came in this gigantic, like Santa sack. And I opened it up and I was like, okay, I can make my own beer. This is crazy. I'm going to try it. And I lived in a condo downtown in Toronto at the time. And I like go through the steps and it's um, if, if you're really familiar with if everybody out there listening is familiar with brewing, it's basically like a, a liquid malt extract kit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you you boil the water, you open the can, you pour the can in, you stir it up and you add some hops and all of a sudden it's it's basic, you know, work. Yep. And then you put in the fermenter. And then I remember thinking like two weeks later, I fill up the bottles and, I'm, you know, wait another week or so. And. Try I'm like, holy crap! I just made beer. Like, <laughs> how did I do this out of a can? So, and that just sort of that really just sort of sparked my my interest in in uh, in beer. And um, ironically, it really kicked me off on this. Like, I don't like to read, I really don't. And it did, it wasn't until I learned about until I figured out, wow, beer is cool. I want to learn more about it. That I realized I can't read stories, but I can read technical things. And I started reading like every beer book I could get my hands on. Uh, how to build recipes. I read stories about uh like you know sam caljoni from dogfish head the guys from um i don't like sierra nevada Mm -hmm. like i read everybody's history and then i got into clone beers and read about how people build recipes and um you know i went deep on the bible everyone the 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 beer brewers bible you know what that's called
0: yeah
1: how to brew john paul (laughs) yeah yeah so i went deep on the bible (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's stuff like that so i mean um I can thank my brother. He he really uh, uh, kicked me off for homebrewing and um, unfortunately opened the door wide open for uh, for me learning about this stuff and driving my wife crazy and stuff like that. So spending money yeah. <laughs> spending money on things I'm like I just
0: need to have this. It's gonna be my beer like ten percent or I have to have this this thing. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's a great collectible hobby that you get to enjoy uh, in the end. So uh, there's always, there's always that, that meme of
1: Leonardo DiCaprio from uh, uh, that movie. And he's laughing. He's got the drink in his hand. And I, I told
0: my wife that if I brew my own beer, I'll sit. <laughs> yeah, that's Django. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Django chain. Yeah. Um, when it came to your uh, your blog, what was your like kind of inspiration and style behind like what brought you to your creating the blog for people? Um, I going back way
1: earlier, but like pre Instagram, before I was doing Instagram. Um, I was beer blogging on, uh, what was that Google platform called now? It was a free Google platform, it's WordPress uh, blogspot blogspot. No blogspot. Okay. Yeah. So I was blogging on blogspot and I, it's probably still out there somewhere. I logged all the different beers I was making and I would, I'd try a recipe and then I'd write a, you know, how, here's how, here's my, here's my brew day notes. Here's my tasting results. And then I'd do the same recipe again. And I, I had one or two recipes that I worked probably a dozen times each, and that's all logged in there. Um, and then I kind of got into Instagram and started blogging, like reviewing beers and going deep on stuff there. And now the blog and the website I'm, is still sort of in its infancy. Um, I'm trying to do a, a weekly update. I have some stuff I'm going to push out later tonight too. So I'm, I'm trying to go do taste a tasting notes section on stuff that I have. I've got a ton of bottles sitting in my cellar. So instead of just being a greedy guy and collecting everything and hoarding it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe every Sunday I crack one bottle. So last Sunday I cracked a bottle from Reverence Barrel Works, which is a phenomenal brewery here in Cambridge. Uh, If you have a chance to check them out, they're really, really cool. They literally put everything into a barrel, which is like, you know, you put everything in in a barrel and and then serve that on nitro. And I'm pretty
0: sure no matter what the recipe is, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Um, How old is Reverence? Because my sister used to, well, she only moved this year, but she was living in Cambridge and I was there. Three years ago, and that place wasn't there. So, I I'm probably not the right guy to ask. I feel like they're
1: they're fairly new, within maybe two three years. Okay, Um, but they're they're a great a great place. Um, Unfortunately, they had a a break in where some uh, politely put morons broke in and stole a bunch of gear and a computer, and you know that was whatever crackheads. Um, yeah, but their, their beers are really nice. Um, they do some really cool stuff. Like they'll take, uh, used, like spent grapes from the Niagara Niagara regions and they'll use those to age a beer in Pinot Noir barrels. And they're really, really cool. And the, the way that they build beers out and stuff like that. So definitely
0: I check get, them out. They're, they're yeah. worth it. Yeah. No, I'll have to get back out there. Uh, now that my sister's living in, you know, Kitchener's not that far from Cambridge. I've, yep. uh, the last time I was visiting my sister, uh, I got my brother in law into craft beer who was not happy about it because now he just can't sit at home and drink crap. <laughs> uh, so it's like we hit Wellington, uh, blood not blood brothers, uh, the brothers, two brothers, brothers, brothers? yeah, yeah, the, brothers the, the, yeah, yeah, like the guys on the bicycle, that's yeah. the logo, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. fixed gear, we hit a bunch of breweries, and he's like, he got me into good beer. And my sister's like, our beer bill is so more, much more expensive now. I'm like, hey. Just because I introduced you to flavor doesn't mean you have to continue doing that. You know, I got my, well, now he's 77, but I got my 70 at the time, 75 year old father into drinking craft beer. It's they're like beer can have flavor. I'm like, Hey, you don't have to just drink a bat 50 and Coors light all the time. Yeah. It doesn't you have to be the still. same, the same beer just, prohibition
1: yeah. beer, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but it's great. Uh, so it's, it's awesome. And I got to get back out there kind of on a beercation. Speaking of, Uh, here's the caveat I add when it's safe to either, well, drive is safe, obviously, but it's when it's safe to either maybe get back to the U S or getting that cylindrical tube and travel the world somewhere. What's a beer cation you haven't done that you want to go. Um, I would like
1: to, I can think of two, two things that are, that are immediately come to mind. Uh, one, um, I'm half German. I'm, I love all German beers and I, am I love all the old school European stuff. I would, I was planning for my 40th birthday, which was just this past summer that I was planning to go to Oktoberfest. That's always been on. I mean, every, if you're a beer person, that yeah. has to be on your, on your beer list. I mean, whether it's somewhere in the, it has to be somewhere in the top five or top 10 you have to go to an authentic Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go, go and do that. And just, uh, you know, where, where, where later <laughs> hosen eat pretzels, drink beer and sing songs all day. That's, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think um, on a, it, also close to the top of that too would be going to ohio to visit the uh the brew dog uh, facility there where they yes. have the brew dog hotel um i i lived in scotland for about about three three-ish years or so my wife is from there so we actually only moved back to canada about four three four years ago now um but i was a big brew dog guy and i never got to go up to ellen in uh just a, uh north of scotland where their brewery is but they opened their only brewery here and in, in, uh, in ohio mm-hmm. and got that big um the uh the beer hotel there where your hotel room looks into the brewery and yeah, stuff yeah. and they've made it a bit a whole experience around or, around kind of being involved in the process and being you know being able to watch the guys work in and doing doing the brew cycles and stuff like that so um i think that's definitely on it i would love to go back to montreal again but i think probably if i had the option to not montreal sorry uh, of course, I'd like to go back, back to Montreal again. You guys have an amazing beer. Why wouldn't <laughs> I want to go there? Um, I'd like to go back to Vancouver too um, okay. for, to check out some more places there. Uh, but I think if there was one, if someone said, hey, you could go anywhere and do anything right this exact second, I would probably, probably be Vermont. And That's I'd want to do all the, there's so much good stuff in that little sliver between the mountains in Vermont. You know what I mean? Yes. So,
0: so there's, uh, they're up to 63 breweries in Vermont. Uh, that's like, there's one that, um, whenever you go to Burlington, so I, my, my folks have a place, a a summer home uh, near Plattsburgh. Yep. Uh, So whenever I go to Burlington, I would take the ferry and to go to the ferry, you have to go on this Island called North hero. And they finally just put a brewery between, Uh, the ferry and Burlington. So I'm like, Oh, great. So now I have to go drink before I get on the boat to go to New York state. I I don't see that as a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Vermont is wild. I did a personal little beer cation two years ago. She rented a room in some woman's condo. Uh, She's like, yeah, just try not to stumble in too drunk and make too much noise. No problem. I'm by myself. You know, I'm probably not going to go balls to the wall and be doing shots and stuff. I'll be drinking craft beer everywhere. And there's Uber in Burlington. So, Hey, you know, we, I don't drink and drive. Nobody should drink and drive ever. Uh, that's a fact. So if you have Uber or taxis, take them. And it's uh, literally there's breweries across the street from each other. So that's the best kind of, kind of, kind of environment, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think any, any place that has like one of my, a great city that I've been to that I really liked, especially their, their beer scene and the proximity of breweries to each other, the density and the ease of getting to them all mm-hmm. is Chicago, Chicago is phenomenal for that. Like it's, it's so easy to go to one brewery, take a, take a, a like, uh, well, they're, you know, they're, uh, they subways, which are yeah. above ground, whatever, but it's easy to jump on a subway, go to the next brewery and hop all over the place. And they have such, such a good beer scene going on there.
0: Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get to Chicago. I know there's a couple of towns just outside Chicago, Maine that make some fantastic brewing. Somebody had mentioned to me, I think they were called mad Titan. Uh, they apparently make fantastic beer. Um, I need to get back out to Calgary. I haven't, I wasn't into craft beer last time I was in Calgary, but I got to get back out there. I saw there was uh, cause I saw you did kind of ha- a hip hop playlist with four yep. elements. Uh, yep. But these guys are, are heavy metal guys who created a brewery in, uh, in Calgary called next level. Are they, are they like a, a proper black metal brewery? Cause I feel like we don't have <laughs> any black metal breweries in, 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 in Canada. <laughs> so I know they said they do black metal Tuesdays Nice on their website. Uh, they, they messaged her like, Oh yeah, uh, we ship our beer. So I messaged him. I'm like, how far East do you go? He's like, well, how far East are you? I'm like, Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, sorry, dude. We're not allowed. I'm like, okay, no. I'm like, but if I make it out there with my, my camera guy, we're interviewing you. He's just, yeah, he's the guy literally said, let me know the day. Uh, just come and, and we'll do the interview. So, but that's they're the same thing. Like they just went back into lockdown in Alberta as well. It's yeah. It's kind of crazy. Right it, right yeah. Now. It's it's yeah. unfortunate, but it is, it is what it is. We're gonna get through it. I, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic about all this. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. I got, I got, I got two little kids. Uh, my wife is considered uh, high risk because she has asthma and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like. You gotta, you gotta do, do things for the greater good. You know, you gotta not see your family for the greater good. So that next year everyone's going to be alive so that, you know, it's just, I don't know, take one for the team yeah. It might be a long one. And I get it. There's people that are, you know, dealing with this differently than others or people that I couldn't imagine living by myself right now and being in isolation alone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I feel for those people at the same time. It's, you know, we're all in it together and we got to look at it with that kind of lens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, going on Facebook you don't see it that way with some people's reactions to it so. oh you know, yeah oh. let's not get into that that's a, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's a uh,
0: whole black hole waiting to happen yeah yeah unfortunately it's, fake, uh, man. I, it's not even real it's I'll, the government yeah. trying to control people no, I'll be honest if it wasn't for me trying to promote this show I would no longer be on Facebook so yeah <laughs> I have a couple of friends who quit Facebook and they're like I've never been happier so yeah this is a good time I, I could probably be happy just uh just
1: not looking at Facebook anymore and having to <sighs> defend people but you know throw my opinion in like really is this what you believe yeah. you think that every single government internationally is synchronized on this plan to end small business yeah like, yeah it's an on, evil you know. cabal yeah of course right
0: <sighs> all right well let's get past that uh where do you see uh, high gravity going next where what's next for you and the brand um i'm still going to keep
1: still still going to keep working on the collaboration side of things i would love to do Coming out of the pandemic, when things calm down, I would love to do collaboration beers more and focus more on that stuff. Um, I've thrown it out there to a couple of breweries that uh, I would love to design merch for breweries, too. I think they'd be awesome, too, if they're looking for some extra uh, fresh designs to kind of expand their brand and stuff like that. Um, I actually am in talks with a couple of brewers as well right now to start carrying high gravity supply apparel, like the shirt I'm wearing right now, uh, in local breweries. So um, that's sort of where I would like things to go ideally. Um, Still want to quadruple down on the collaborations. Anyone that is looking to collaborate and figure something out, if you have an artistic vision or something else you want to bring to life, or you want to, even more importantly, if you have a cherry or something like that you want to get behind and we can help out, then I would love to do that stuff.
0: I may have to contact you. Well, I mean, it's be a bit of a thing, but uh, I don't know. Have you met, you've met the So Beer Boys, Southern Ontario Beer Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Steve, I'm, Steve actually lives about ten minutes away yeah. from me. So, I'm going to piggyback off them, and I also want to do a clubs for kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here in in, in Quebec, uh, so uh, I may need to contact you about merch for that in the future. So. Oh, let me know anytime. Yeah. I'd be I'd be more than happy to help. So. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely and, and it's for charity, which is the more important part. It's not, you know. It's not like, oh, I need to make 10 cents off every t-shirt sale you make. No, (laughs) it's.
1: Yeah, you you know, that's (laughs) that's one of the great I think that's one of the great things about 2020 is that there's been so many great uh, movements and charities that I've been able to get behind. And, And like this isn't my full time job. Uh, this is more of a passion, pro- a passion job, passion side mm-hmm. job for me. If I did this full time, that'd be outstanding. But in the meantime, if I can use this as a platform to help mm-hmm. elevate voices and bring issues, social issues to life and stuff like that, and give people a, a place to, you know, rally behind and help you give people, give a uh, voice. And I'm more than happy to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I've discovered a passion for that stuff this year. So, and I don't think if, if we weren't in this lockdown, I don't even know if I would be in the same position as that. So yeah yeah so
0: there you go with with some negative came some positives so absolutely i so, so, mean so life definitely. gives you
1: lemons make lemonade man
0: that's yeah. what it comes down to uh, so. it's same thing uh like i had eventually planned to contacting people like yourself and beer brit and and mary bailey and everybody at some point in the future it just it came a lot quicker than i was expecting so yeah you know i was uh, the show's concept after we just passed our first year a few weeks ago uh it would have been you know a second interview show where Let's say Tuesdays was an Instagrammer and then Fridays was a brewery, but now yeah. it's just, now it's just Friday. Uh, there are future ideas coming for the show. Obviously we have a future like yourself in, in this whole Instagram zoom YouTube game. So uh, as long as you keep on chugging on, just keep it going. So
1: absolutely. I mean, we have more, you have more time right now than ever to, to
0: double down on stuff like this. Right. So why not? <laughs> yeah. It's just being able to see my friends and, and doing this stuff. So, but That'll come. So I'm not too worried about it. Awesome. Uh, I've got no other questions for you today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to, uh, let me speak with you, uh, as, as I'll inside as well. We appreciate it. So let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram on at high gravity
1: supply co, uh, on our website, HighGravitySupplyCo.com. If you are an artist or you're a creative person or you're in the beer industry and you wanna do a collaborative project for fundraising, please hit me up, shoot me a DM. I'm open to all requests. And if we can make something work, I'd be more than happy to help.
0: Awesome. All of that will be in the show notes at the bottom of the uh, YouTube page. As for us on all social media, we're at all beer inside everywhere. Uh, Allbeerinside.com is the website where we have our kind of whenever we get together and do a podcast, not safe for work edition, uh, where (laughs) our own views and opinions aren't truly our views and opinions on the podcast. It's for comedy folks. And that's why we do it Uh, as well. uh, Merch is on the way. I do have somebody working on t-shirts. They'll be at the bottom of the YouTube page and on the website as well. Uh, and at the end of all episodes, as I always say, drink craft, not crap. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. And thanks so much for having me. really appreciate it.